it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. talk, talk, talk you can't talk, stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. And just a reminder to everyone, I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home. <laughs> that could really literally be the motto of this show, too. I'm just here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not getting anything accomplished. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have a very, very unpopular opinion when it comes to the White House Correspondents Center this past weekend. My opinion, very different and very, I would say, controversial because I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to Kilmeade, who wants Jay Leno to who wants Jay Leno to host anything these days? Come on, kill me. What's going on? Jay Leno? I didn't even realize he was still alive. I didn't, I didn't even know. I thought he hosted a car show on like the DIY network or something. Anyway, but I, you know, I was listening. I didn't watch it live because I had better things to do. Uh, but I went back and I listened to the jokes and I read all the tweets. And man, there was this uproar over Michelle Wolf, who nobody knew who she was. And clearly, you got to take this whole thing in stride and you got to look at it in context. The White House Correspondents Dinner is a way for unknown comedians to become known. And there will always be something controversial coming out of it because it's politicians, the press and comedians in the same room. I mean, what like what could possibly go wrong? I ask you, what could possibly go right? Absolutely nothing. And Michelle Wolf uh, had an incredible, uh, incredibly, I will say, entertaining and effective set We'll go through some of the highlights, and I'll tell you why everyone thinks she's like – Why they, you know what they're doing now is they're calling for the end of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I think that's a horrible idea. I'll explain to you why in just a minute. But first, we have to get by, back to Kanye West because Kanye West on Friday night did what he'd been promising to do, dropped a new single, and it's all about poop. Poopy dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Whoopie dee scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. Poop. Poop. Yeah. Scoop dee dee whoop. This is not a joke. This is. Whoop dee dee scoop. This is actually his song. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. That's it. That's the end of the song. That's not the whole thing. But that is uh, Kanye West's new song. It's called Scoop to Dee Poop. It's called something else, but I mean, I, I just know it as the poop song. That's what we call it in my house. Uh, and my kids, you know, my kids really enjoy it. And they're, you know, 10 years old. But it's it's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of, lift yourself. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. It's also, uh, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know if he's trolling us or if it's a joke at this point. He dropped two singles. That was the first one. The second one was a rap battle with another rapper named T.I. who I mean, where the hell T.I. been? <laughs> T.I.'s been hanging out with Jay Leno. But T.I. comes back and they're having this rap battle and they're trying to go over what Kanye's been tweeting about and wearing the hat and the whole Donald Trump thing. And Kanye continues to 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 fight with, uh, you know, other uh, rappers and his entire community and his fan base over his support of Donald Trump. And I cannot play you more than seven seconds of this song because it's so vulgar. But here's uh, here's the bar we can play. Bruh, I never, ever stop fighting for the people actually wearing the hat. 
gotta show people that we equal. You gotta see the vantage point of the people. What makes you feel equal makes them feel evil. See, that's the problem with this damn nation. All blacks gotta be Democrats, man. We ain't made it off the plantation. And cut, because again, then it gets into you know, lots of filth foul words and, and, uh, and, you know, the racial slurs. And then we're just gonna, well, you know, we'll, we'll leave that to Michelle Wolf at the Correspondence Center. Uh, but, but that's kind of the, that's the big news of the day. Kanye West's poop song, poopity doop, the scoopity doop. And, and you've got the, uh, the White House Correspondence Center, which a lot of people are saying we need to get rid of. You know, now that I think about it. <laughs> Now that I think about it, Kanye's poop song and Michelle Wolf's uh, White House Correspondents Dinner performance really are very similar. Listen to this. Listen to this. Scoop-dee-dee. And just a reminder to everyone, I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home. Whoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. It's like you could remix it and it would be uh, it would be a huge hit on the internet. Some of the and there's a ton of jokes that this Michelle Wolf character uh, went through and uh, you know I'm going to play some of the highlights. Some of them were I thought well targeted and creative. Others people thought were way over the line. Which you have to figure out where is the line when you bring a comedian into a room and say roast anyone who's there. I mean, traditionally, traditionally what happens is you have the White House Correspondents Dinner and there's always, uh, you know, there's always a couple of very lighthearted comedians. There's a host and the host is just supposed to keep things moving and flowing. The president, up until the last couple of years, gives a performance. It's, you know, he hires some writers and he makes some jokes and Donald Trump wanted no part of it because, as we all know, not a big fan of the media. Oh, that fake news. Yeah, he doesn't like the way they treat him. So he's not going to he's not going to kowtow to them and show up at their dinners and do, you know, this little song and dance. So for the second year in a row, he skipped out. He went to instead of Washington, D.C., he went to Washington, Michigan, and he held a, a rally and it was huge. It was huge. People were there. These Donald Trump rallies, they're just as big, if not bigger, than they were during the campaign, which just goes to show that Donald Trump, the campaigner, and Donald Trump, the president, are really the same person because he got the job. He still has it for another two and a half years. He's only like a year and a couple months in, and he's still out there meeting the people and and getting people to support him and showing the people that he's the same old guy. He's th- this guy will be doing rallies for the next I guarantee, get this, for the next two and a half years, definitely. He will do rallies through the next uh, election because that's how he got elected in the first place. And then mark my words, Donald Trump, uh when he is in his second term, when Donald Trump is the quote unquote lame duck president, Nothing to run for, no other elections. I guarantee the dude is still going to take it on the road. That dude, the Donald Trump Make America Great Again Lock Her Up Road Tour will continue throughout his entire presidency. The last month he's in office, 2023, whatever, 2024, January, he's going to go and do a rally somewhere, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. People are going to come from all over. That's just the way he does it. That's just the way he, that's what he's 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 born to do. That's all he knows. That's all he wants to do. And he wants to get in, involved with the people. And I think it keeps him grounded and it keeps him and it keeps him on point and it keeps him working toward his agenda. Woo! Trump it up! And that guy is still going to be going to Trump rallies eight years from now. So anyway, back to the White House Correspondence Center. So Donald Trump, this is it. He goes and does his own thing. And now it's it's up to his 
staffers. You know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to be there because, well, she's the press secretary and this is a press event. So she draws the short straw. Kellyanne Conway, a couple of other people have to be there. And comedians come up, they make jokes. The president typically would do the, the same as well. But uh, but every now and then there's one acerbic, over-the-line type comedian who does or says something that makes headlines. You may remember Don Imus making fun of, of the Clintons. The whole uh, the whole Whitewater investigation. He brought it. Remember when she said, oh, I misplaced the file and, and Don Amis brought up a blue folder or a green folder or whatever it was and said, hey, who would leave something like this laying around? And it was a topical, timely, somewhat interesting and funny joke. I mean, by Don Imus standards, it was a pretty funny joke. But the Clintons were stone faced and Hillary shot daggers out of her eyes and they whole and everybody took, you know, just grabbed this by the horns and they ran with it. And it was the big story was Don Imus offends the Clintons at the White House Correspondents Dinner. But that is a typical thing that happens. There's always going to be one. And this year. Uh, it's Michelle Wolf. I uh, I probably do the con- congressional quote, which I thought was hilarious. Here's when she first she started attacking the news organizations that are there because there's like I said, it's the White House Correspondents Dinner. You can attack the news or you can attack the uh, the president or the politicians. She started by attacking the news. We've got our friends at CNN here. Welcome, guys. It's great to have you. You guys love breaking news and you did it. You broke it. Good work. <laughs> okay, so you know, she broke, they broke the news. The most useful information on CNN is when Anthony Bourdain tells me where to eat noodles. So you can see she's starting to roast the audience. She's starting to get in there. She's starting to p- poke fun at the news organizations who basically Donald Trump has now pegged are fake news. You are fake news. Yeah, and she continued. We've got MSNBC here. MSNBC's new slogan is this is who we are. Guys, it's not a good slogan. (laughs) This is who we are is what your mom thinks the sad show on NBC is called. (laughs) Did you watch This Is Who We Are this week? Someone left on a crock pot and everyone died. Again, up until this point, I myself was, you know, was laughing right along with the crowd. Oh, no, we played the Congress. Let's move. Oh, then she gets into specific. So this is news organization. Now she's getting into specific uh, newscasters and individuals. And this is where it really gets entertaining. I watch Morning Joe every morning. We now know that Mika and Joe are engaged. Congratulations, you guys. It's like when a Me Too works out. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I hold a very unpopular opinion about this. I feel that this is funny. Some of the jokes after that, though, target powerful women in the media. And I think that's where everybody got really upset, especially the jokes about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And we'll get to those here in just a minute. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. This is the Mark K Show. Uh, say, we'll be right back on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show, and my name is Marque. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a great day so far. Uh, you know, a lot of people are having a great day, except maybe Michelle Wolf, because her White House Correspondents uh, Dinner presentation was, in fact, the White House Correspondents Association just issued an apology and a written, I guess you would say, rebuke or rebuttal against her, her saying it was totally inappropriate, saying that it was uh, basically... Oopie-dee-scoop. 
scoop di whoop. Yeah. Whoopsie scoop di scoop whoop. Whoopsie scoop di scoop di whoop. A lot of people. Whoopie di scoop whoop poop. Okay, thanks, Johnny. A lot of people agreeing that it was poop in in certain cases. That it was basically over the line. That she crossed the line. That her jokes had no place at such a uh, historic event as the White House correspondence dinner. That you know this is a. This is a I want to. What was the word they? I don't have it pulled up, but they use some kind of word as prestigious, which I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that. I don't know that a bunch of uh, a bunch of you know what do you call it reporters and and writers sitting in a room you know basically talking about how great they all are. I don't think that's a prestigious event. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Barack Obama gave a performance and actually poked fun at Donald Trump, making fun of him and his his allegations about him being a birther and stuff. And and many folks deem that as the moment that Donald Trump decided to run for office. Many people say the moment Barack Obama singled out Donald Trump in a room full of the most powerful people in the world in Washington, uh, the most powerful reporters in the world, you know, when all eyes were on him, the moment he started poking fun at Donald Trump was the moment Donald Trump decided, uh, you know, uh, screw you. I'm going to take your job. I'm going to fire you and I'm going to become the boss. And that's when he went on an all out crusade. And that was that was the, uh, you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, whatever it may have been. Who knows? I wasn't there. Um, I wasn't there, but it, it, it worked. And in the end, it gave us a president who's uh, very effective and whose poll numbers continue to climb and who puts more money back in our pockets and who gives us all really, you know, a lot of entertainment on the daily. I mean, look at Kanye West. It's revitalized his career. Look at T.I., who's now rapping with Kanye West. Totally re revitalized his career. Look at Roseanne Barr. I've been tweeting furiously to Roseanne Barr to come on this show because, you know, her career, again, has been revitalized. Her show still constantly top of the ratings uh, because she, she, you know, she's a representative of the modern American family. And the modern American Chicago suburban blue collar family is one that uh, is you know, would be supportive of Donald Trump and his philosophies and his ideas. And giving more money back to the people. Because who doesn't want more money? I don't care if you're in, in the Chicago suburbs, if you're blue collar, if you're white collar. Everybody should want more of their money. Everybody should want to keep more of their money at the end of the day. Because it gives you more experiences. It gives you more opportunity. It gives your family more opportunity. It's, you know, it gives you more opportunity to invest in business. It gives you, if you know, if you just want to drink better beer. If you've always rolled by the craft beer aisle and go, man, I wonder what that tastes like. Now you can roll in there with your big tax bonus or with the money that you're going to be keeping because you don't have to hand it over to the government and you can buy some of that craft beer and you can taste it and you can realize it's probably not worth the extra $4 a six pack, but whatever, you know, it, it makes you look and feel cool. And that's why that's where we are today. So the White House Correspondents Dinner, while it, it serves a purpose, I don't know that we would call it prestigious. It always has repercussions. And and this year, the repercussions are uh, that Michelle Wolf may have actually killed the White House Correspondents Dinner. The repercussions may be that this is the last White House Correspondents Dinner ever. I'll play you the jokes that may be the nail in its coffin. And I will explain to you why I think that's a horrible idea. That's all coming up on the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. And just a reminder to everyone, I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home. a good joke about Congress not being able to do anything because let's face it, Congress is not able to do anything.
They're not able to with all the power, all they all they've managed to do is the tax cut. Thank God for that. And everything else has been done either by executive order or by some judge somewhere or, you know, and I'm not saying those that not all the good things. You know, the judges are doing a lot of bad things, too. Uh, but, you know, but basically when you get a bunch of comedians and and reporters and, and Congress people and, and White House staffers together, it's just going to go horribly wrong. It's just, you know, it's like it's like when you put Kanye West on Twitter without any supervision. It just goes it just goes off the off the rails. And that's exactly what happened with uh, Michelle Wolf, who is now, by the way, the single most famous comedian in the world. She has a show coming out or has a show out or I don't even know uh, whatever. This White House Correspondence Center, she did it exactly right. She did um, for herself what Donald Trump did on the campaign trail. Remember how there were 14 people on state. Maybe it was 16. There were 16 people on stage at one of the debates, 16 Republican candidates, all of whom wanted the job. And all anybody talked about the next day was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the number one person on everyone's lips. Why? Because Donald Trump made comments about people, personal attacks, told it the way it was, said things were horrible, said things were disgusting, you know, called Marco Rubio little Marco, uh, said Jeb was low energy. You know, really, I mean, you know, basically acted like a regular person acts, says things about people that regular people say, only not when they're on stage in front of millions and millions of voters. And Donald Trump did it and he stole the show and he became the nominee and he became the president because he got people to pay attention to him. And this woman, Michelle Wolf, is doing the exact same thing. She did it when she started her set by talking about the news media. She did it by roasting everybody. And then she really dug into a lot of powerful people in, in Washington, D.C., but mostly powerful women. And that, I think, is why a lot of people feel that she crossed the line. It wasn't a woman attacking a man. It was a woman attacking other women. In fact, most of her uh, brutal attacks were against other powerful women. She started with Rachel Maddow. We also, Rachel Maddow, we cannot forget about Rachel Maddow. She is the Peter Pan of MSNBC. But instead of never growing up, she never gets to the point. <laughs> Watching Rachel Maddow is like going to Target. You went in for milk, but you left with shampoo, candles, and the entire history of the Byzantine Empire. Which, again, I thought is kind of funny because that really, you know, it hits the nail on the head for Rachel Maddow. And it's a light roasting of Rachel Maddow, and it was a joke, and it was funny. And, well, then she moved on to Megyn Kelly. And, of course, Megyn Kelly. What would I do without Megyn Kelly? You know, probably be more proud of women. <laughs> Megyn Kelly got paid $23 million by NBC. Then NBC didn't let Megyn go to the Winter Olympics. Why not? She's so white, cold, and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. And <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I got a big laugh out of that. Maybe it's just me. I'm demented. I'm cold hearted. I get all that. I thought that was funny. You know, and again, this is a very unpopular opinion. Uh, Megan Kelly, so white, cold and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. You can hear this is when the crowd starts to turn. This is when things start to go downhill. It started off with attacks on the news media. It was okay. But now when you get personal, and I watched a lot of comedians. Like I said, I follow Roseanne and I follow a bunch of others. And they started saying comedy is only comedy when someone's laughing at it. And you can you can hear the response of the crowd. They're getting nervous. They're getting anxious. She's attacking people who are actually in the room who they believe are going to get offended in some, some way, shape, or form. And this is when it all starts to go south. 
Uh, you know, and I'll give you an example. Like I, I played in a poker tournament on Saturday, big poker tournament in town. I went in there, I paid my money, I got in, I sat down, and I'll be honest with you, I was brilliant. I was raking in chips, I was taking down hands, I was bluffing, I was, I was folding, I was doing whatever. You know, Kenny Rogers would be so proud. And for five hours, scratch that, for four and a half hours, I did great. But that last 30 minutes was, was probably the worst. That's all it takes. I played great for four and a half hours, and the last 30 minutes just destroyed me. It was all downhill from there, lost everything, and I had to walk out of the, uh, the poker room with my, you know, my hand, my head, uh, hanging low and staring at my feet. But that's how these things happen. You think you're, you think you're killing it. You think you're going great. You think things are just wonderful. You think you're gonna, you're gonna win a big trophy and a, and a buttload of money. And the next thing you know, uh, you're picking up pizza on your way home because you have nothing left to do, uh, with the rest of the day. This is what happened at the White House Correspondence Center to Michelle Wolf. She was rolling along, getting laughs, making her jokes, and then she started the personal attacks. Megyn Kelly, you heard the response. Then she goes after Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's not only there, but sitting at the head table with her, listening to every single word. And of course we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We are graced with Sarah's presence tonight. I have to say I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia on The Handmaid's Tale. I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale, so I don't get the joke, but I understand what The Handmaid's Tale is about, and I understand how that could be insulting. Then she went into a joke, which people really, this is the joke that did her in. I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. Like, she burns facts, and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. Like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. It's probably lies. (laughs) And you can hear people at this point are like, I want to get up and I want to. And, you know, a lot of folks are saying this was too low because now she's attacking the way she looks. She's attacking her her eye makeup or whatever. And, you know, I, I took this as a joke attacking her personal character. I don't know if one's worse than the other. But it's this is the part I'm going to be honest with you. As much as I enjoy good comedy, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching a comedian bomb live on stage. I don't know what it is. It's the car wreck. It's the traffic accident. It's the whatever. But for some reason, when you're watching a comedian tell jokes that nobody's laughing at, to me, in my demented sense of of, of humor, that is gold. And it continued. And I'm never really sure what to call Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, is it Sarah Sanders? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Is it Cousin Huckabee? Is it Auntie Huckabee Sanders? Like, what's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? Oh, I know, Aunt Coulter. I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad that she's joking about Ann Coulter, who everybody in that room literally legitimately thinks is the incarnation of the devil. And they're still not laughing. This is this is something that when you watch it is so cringeworthy that I mean, I would watch this over and over again. You know, forget the Real Housewives. Uh, Forget anything else that makes you feel uncomfortable. This is the kind of thing that I really that I really, uh, really kind of enjoyed. That's why this morning when I woke up and I realized that people were now calling for, what was it? 
the let it die or let it burn or something like that. There's a huge thing about how Donald Trump, when he stopped coming to this thing, it lost every ounce of, you know, when the president's not there, there's really no reason for it. Uh, end of the dirty dinner. That's what they're calling it. They're saying the Daily Mail is saying end the dirty dinner. Trump says it was a disaster. He says it's dead. Uh, and he continues to go after uh, he continues to go after Michelle Wolf and her controversial speech. What he's doing and keep this in mind, Michelle Wolf making jokes about Megyn Kelly and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Ann Coulter, you know, poking fun at all of these Trump allies while they're there looking like the mean spirited person that she is. It, it's um, it's perfect for Donald Trump and the Republican Party. It's awesome for him. That's why he's going to continue to to shed light on it and push people toward it on Twitter, because this. This is exactly this is, you know, she's a comedian, but to a lot of folks who aren't comedians and who are just anti-Trump or anti-Republican or anti this particular administration, this is basically just how they feel. And that's why, again, I really, really enjoy watching it because these are some of the most truthful statements I've ever heard a Democrat say in my entire life. 340-1045. I managed to, in the last break, dig up. Barack Obama in 2011 berating Donald Trump at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And this clip, I'm going to play for you and, and explain why this is the sole reason that this show must go on. Not my show, the White House Correspondents. Well, both of them, really. 340-1045. That's coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. And, this, and you should download that. That's a great podcast. I love that one. Kane uh, Cast. Also, don't forget the Marque Show podcast as well. You can download that and listen to any episodes you may have missed. Um, if you missed them or if you just, you know, if you heard them and you're like, wow, that was so good, I want to hear it again. Or if you heard something, you're like, whoa, 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 did that just happen? Then uh, you can always check it out. It's on iTunes or go to uh, WOKV.com. All right. Before we get out of here and we uh, we uh, we end the whole White House Correspondence Center discussion for yet another year, because I hope to God they won't kill it. And I'm going to play for you why in just a minute. Um, I hope to God they don't kill this because a lot of good comes from the White House Correspondence Dinner. Like, for example, in 2011, this is the actual footage of Barack Obama when the president used to go there. Uh, basically ripping Donald Trump to shreds from the dais. Uh, Donald Trump was in the audience, and here's what Barack Obama had to say about him. He's here tonight. Now, I know that he's taken some flack lately, but no one is happier, no one is prouder to put this birth certificate matter to rest than the Donald. And that's because he can finally get back to focusing on the issues that matter. Like, did we fake the moon landing? <laughs> what really happened in Roswell? And where are Biggie and Tupac? Say what you will about uh, Mr. Trump. He certainly would bring some change to the White House. <laughs> all kidding aside, obviously we all know about your credentials and breadth of experience. Um, <laughs> For example, uh, no, seriously, just recently, in an episode of Celebrity Apprentice, at the steakhouse, the men's cooking team uh, did not impress the judges from Omaha Steaks. And there was a lot of blame to go around, but you, Mr. Trump, recognized that the real problem was a lack of leadership, and so ultimately you didn't blame Little John or Meatloaf. You fired Gary Busey. 
And these are the kind of decisions that would keep me up at night. Okay, so there you go. So there's Barack Obama, uh, 2011, Donald Trump, who had just really, you know, that was the height of the whole birther. Show us the birth certificate. Where's the birth certificate? That whole debate. And he's and he's basically tearing apart Donald Trump there at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And many people, many people pinpoint that moment, that moment, like seven years ago, as the moment that Donald Trump decided that's it. I'm going to run for president. I'm going to take that guy's job and and I'm going to rule the world. And if it weren't for Barack Obama taking the opportunity to get up there and gloat and make jokes and pretend to be better than Donald Trump, if it weren't for that what you might call playful ribbing or roasting, but what people really feel, uh, you know, what they take umbrage with, which makes them anger, which lights angry, which lights that fire inside of them, which makes them do and accomplish great things if for no other reason than revenge and getting back at the person who belittled them publicly. I mean, that's really the only reason that I want to come in here every day is for every girl in high school who ever said no to me, and there's a lot of them. And I'm not, there's too many to name, but because every now and then when somebody says something bad about you or negative about you or, or belittles you publicly or makes fun of you or laughs at you, then you sometimes accomplish great things. And I don't know for sure if that's why Donald Trump ran for president. And I don't know if, if for sure that's why he put so much effort into it. And I don't know for sure if that's the reason that he decided this is what I need to do next. Uh, but when I got that big bonus from my company because they got a huge tax break, I sure was glad that Barack Obama took those three minutes in 2011 to make fun of now President Donald Trump. And that's why I feel like we should keep the White House Correspondents' Dinner going. Speaking of going, I got to go. I'll be back tomorrow with an all-new Mark K. Show right here on News 104.5 WOKV. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh is next. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.